0: hello hello and welcome to all of you to episode 75 of in orbit mash shows buttons podcast dedicated to destiny and to you the destiny community however you we, we reach your ears we thank you for making us a part of your destiny experience my name is jorge and on today's show we've been invaded by rasputin chris wagner has returned along with honus say hi guys yo what up what's up guys And we want to make sure that you guys are checking out all the other amazing podcasts available here on the Mash Shows Buttons Network at www.mashshowsbuttons.com. Get involved with the show by sending us feedback and questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at inorbitpodcasts or on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash dsbolt. we got a lot to talk about today, but before we get to any Destiny news, I want to talk to you guys specifically about GuardianCon. So how was your experience?
2: Um it I don't it's it's so like I'm speechless, blah. So it's like imagine this is this is my first like video game like convention. So um being in an area of people who all appreciate the game as much if not more than you do and then all for an amazing purpose at the same time it, it was like the the vibe in there had me like riding this wave for probably a, about a week i was like just i don't know there's just in shock and awe from like everything that we saw talk people we talked to stuff like that what do you what do you think about it uh honus
1: i just thought it was amazing um i'll start with my positives and then we can go into some negatives things i would like yeah. to see changed but the positives were just the reception from the crowd, the other people around us, the the other content creators that are there. Um, they were fantastic. Um, they were personable. Right. They wanted. To, they they met you. They wanted to talk with you. It wasn't like here. Let me sign your stuff and get All out right, of my face. Right, right. Right. It was. It was, oh, hey, I've seen you in my chat. Like, let's talk for five minutes. And while you were in line waiting for that, it was very frustrating when people were having a dissertation talk um, in front of you. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) no, but seriously, it was nice to see that. You know, part of me was like, oh, man, I wish this would hurry up. But then part of me is like, everyone gets their time and not just like the 10 seconds. It's like you get your time to talk to the person. so.
2: Yeah, and, and we met some pretty amazing people in the lines, too, because we had our Respeed and Radio shirts on. So, people were like, yo, awesome logo. And we're like, yo, what's up? <laughs> and then we just started bullshitting and stuff. So, it was, it, it was like Kona said, like a reception of like everyone that loves the game. And uh, yeah. now, uh, cons, though, uh, the heat outside waiting. And that <laughs> was a big thing. And I heard Broman and some other people talking about it behind the scenes and they were talking about like we need to do something about that because it's a it's an effing problem. Cause it was bad. Like people like I really thought like I was all hyped to be there with all these destiny nerds. And people were getting You're mad. A Dest- Jorge. Yeah. I am a destiny
1: nerd as well. But <laughs> all us destiny nerds. All us what you destiny, okay be like kind of I mean. said it like all okay. the destiny nerds. All the
2: all you other, not me nerds. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um as I stare at all my destiny art on my wall that I've hung up, but um,
0: and the pop it, figures that you're about to, and get. The, yeah, yeah, and all the
2: figurines I have next to my desk, but um, it's like they were about to riot, Jorge. They were about to riot. People were yeah, livid. It People were livid. I was like, oh my god, someone's gonna get lynched. I was like, this is bad. <laughs> like for <laughs> real, they were pissed.
1: One of one it of my was big- that,
0: It was that bad. The 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 line for the um... it
1: was it wasn't that. Okay. So my, my biggest con was the layout uh, and like the way they had things set up. It started with the line to get in. There was two lines for security check-in. Now, no one knew what was going on. Is this the line to get tickets for people that didn't, they didn't know Right. me. I didn't wait really in line. Chris got in line. And then I walked all the way up to the front and started talking to people because I want to know, like, I'm not going to wait in a long ass line If I don't have to, or, or if I have to wait, like I knew I was going to have to wait, but I just want to make sure we were where we're supposed to be. Right. So So I found out that that, Yeah. So I found out that the lines that were going in at first were the security check-ins, not like where people got VIP passes. It's just a security check. Check your book bag, get wanded, go in. Right. Everyone had to go through that. Kind of like the security in an airport. Right. People that that had VIP passes, chicken and I did not. Um who spent 250, they uh they really like wanted to go to the front. They thought they could just go right in.
2: Well, they had and, early access as well, too. So right. it was like one of those things where they were like, "Well, I'm going to go to the front because I can." And people were getting pissed.
1: Right. Right. And so like a little more direction like, I think at the front, they should have honestly had two lines for check-in, like right. for, for people that weren't VIP, VIP, and yeah. one VIP line where they could get people in, you know, earlier. Um, I think that needed to be, it just needed to be directed better. It, it had none, they had the facilities there, it just oh, yeah. needed to do it a little <laughs> bit better. That. Um, And
2: that's just outside. That was just outside management. Like once you get inside, the check-in was smooth, easy. You Mm -hmm. got your ID and then you're in. And it was just the whole like entry in. Basically the security check. Security check needs to be, we looked at and I heard them talking about that. So you already know it's not going to be a deal.
1: I thought the layout of the the theaters that they had, they had three big theaters, could have been better.
2: I think they had them positioned for sound because oh, when I we agree. were in the one theater, it was getting loud at the other one and right. it didn't, it didn't interrupt them as much, but you could still tell, you know what I mean? If they were next to each other, it'd be a problem.
1: Oh no, I don't think that. I just think, I don't know. Like.
2: It, it was hard to find at first. If right. you didn't have a I, map or anything, it was hard to find.
1: Yeah. It, it was very, I feel like that was my biggest complaint was that they didn't have like enough direction for people who wanted to see specific things. Like if you didn't care about whatever you were going to run into it because you, there was no direction. Like this is this way. This is that way. Um, I think they should have
2: had a, had a blown up. This is me. (laughs) You gotta, we gotta remember me and me and Honus are uh, teachers. So like, we're all about providing materials and, like, <laughs> best success for students. So, like, my mind goes to, well, I wonder if we could have a blown-up poster with a schedule on, right. you know, outside of each podcast here so you know exactly what's going on at what time. We had to, like, go on our phones and this, that. And then we had and to we go like around we somebody about a book, too, because we didn't have we didn't,
1: one. Know, we didn't know about which theater was which. And we went to the wrong theater at once, and we were late. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it like, it wasn't really mapped out well um for us uh but, but that's those like are, that's those such are very a very small yeah those are
2: very small things that like in spectrum of all the amazing things that we experience and all the amazing people we had a chance to talk to yeah mm-hmm. like so minuscule it was just like well eh, you know it's, it's basically what was it what's that called a uh, quality quality uh i don't know quality check just like quality oh you insurance. know quality assurance it's like yeah it's like hey How's my experience? Could be just a little bit better if I did this. You know, that's all. Right. Now, I mean, I, I'm I don't sorry mean to
0: interrupt. Is this the same venue as it was last year? Or? I believe so. It was the Florida State uh, Fairgrounds.
2: The One convention I'm, center. Yeah. Convention center. I'm pretty sure. But I think next year when it's going to be at the Tampa Convention Center is going to be a lot better because that those are where they hold like big. Um, Events. You know conventions and, and events like uh, teaching conventions and stuff because there's one in Texas. <clears throat> I went to uh, Dallas and there's one huge convention center right in the center downtown that's massive and would be cool. Like I can see Guardian Con being at something like that because these huge ballroom ballroom uh, like convention rooms and they're just it's going to be massive. I can't wait.
1: My favorite thing was um, just. Talk, being able giving the venue to talk to a lot of content creators like we talked to um pope bear from dcp for like a long time Um, and he's a teacher as well so we had a lot of questions just not about our podcast Respute and radio podcast just like about how how to manage time he's a teacher we're a teacher you know we were trying to figure out like you know how do you do it bro he has a family he has kids <laughs> right. and we, like not that how you do it we know about managing time but how did he do it you know what made him and,
2: more successful in correct that. yeah
1: and it was like one of the most most down to earth best conversations that i've had uh, the conversations we had with Datto were fantastic they oh, were hilarious God. they were hilarious i mean yeah. um, he talked about like how he gets like hate mail from people for his uh weapon like stat uh, recommendations like, oh, what about my gun? That's like yeah. whatever. He still with these gets messages about yeah. like perfect and like, stat <laughs> rolls, it's like I don't care, like, bro. <laughs> he's like, I, he didn't really say he didn't care. He's he just like, care, he's like, yeah. the, the percentage of different the uh, the percentage of difference is like so minuscule that it doesn't matter. And he's like, and ultimately, you're not even in my raid group. So why <laughs> why yeah. are you why are you? I'm not. Me he's like, I'm not
2: judging like, you because you're yeah. you know, I'm not just breathing down your neck or something.
1: So uh, yeah. it was it was yeah. interesting, and uh, yeah. we went to DCP. They had a, like a, a broadcast. It was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they did like some fun things on the stage, and they were really funny. And I learned a lot just about you know, you know, right. different podcast things, and it was great.
2: Yeah, it was it was the DCP booth was really cool because our uh, former special guest and good friend uh, Cobb One Art was there selling his uh, selling his prints and stuff for St. Jude's. And whenever we got there, he was like, Yo what's up? And he was like, Yo what's up? Unknown player. You know, these are these are my buddies. And we we're like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? And then it was just it was just crazy to a point where like Tefty came over. I was like what's going on here i was like oh that's our buddy he's like what's up dude and i was like oh my god you're tefty you know it was just like it was wild it was just wild
0: yeah, yeah i mean, i definitely wanted to go down uh just unfortunately i had other things planned for this year and but next year i'm i'm really hoping to be able to make it down to guardian con and it, it the the best thing about the entire event whether I was there or not was the fact that they raised what was it one yeah. point two one point three million dollars yeah for Two which is way way more than I thought they were gonna I mean I, I I thought they were gonna be able to get like the million right there at the last day right like, right they got the million before the event even started I was like oh my gosh this is mm-hmm. ridiculous like yeah I, I'm yeah. I'm just again I'm in awe of the community uh, seriously massive. Massive round of applause to you guys because we—that's—that's that's great work. That—that's—that's that, that's a very great. That, that's a great charity, and I, I just can't say enough about St. Jude's. And it's—it's it's so great to see the community come together, and that the the event, despite its flaws, was—it seemed to have great energy, great fun, great great entertainment, and I—I I hope it grows. I really do. Um, yeah. I, I want this to be our blizzcon so to say right, our, right. Our, our event and,
1: and they and they added like a bunch of stuff from last year like they added an arcade which was a really big hit mm-hmm. um they added just a, like just the little things like that and it made the experience so much better mm-hmm. um they're definitely learning and growing i i loved it i loved every minute of it so we talked about things we didn't like but those are just nitpicky things we're talking about the overall experience we met like lots of people that like just love this game and it just it was Man. really awesome. It was really yeah, so just
2: it's nice to be nice to be in the same area as people with like common goals and common you know interests you know. And like sure. what we you were saying about the one point uh one point two five million, like I think this year after last year when they hit half a million, that point there was a lot of people that went out and did their own fundraising. Mm-hmm. um outside of the marathon stream okay either they donated in that marathon stream or they waited till the event I don't know but um there was a bunch of even there was a streamer Godly Gaia who was all charity uh, he got partnered and all that and everything went to St Jude's his goal was like 5 grand so <clears throat> there was a lot of there was a lot of people doing that that kind of that kind of grind for St Jude's this past year uh, leading up into the event, so you know, I had hopes that they would hit the million, but I was I was with you. I was like, hey, they're gonna hit just at the. It's gonna be like a like a movie. It's gonna be like a buzzer beater. Oh, we just hit a million, and then we're gonna be at the event, going yeah, you know. So, um, but they they knocked it out of the park this year for sure. Yeah, I mean even Cobb. Like I said,
0: I'm-, I, I'm really excited to be there the next next year. We need to do a Rasputin Radio in orbit mashup over there and and, and really break. Break it down. Oh yeah. Was, Heck yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for next year. I'm 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 excited for this year too. I mean, yes, it, it did already pass, but again, massive shout out to the community for for their charity, a great, 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 great cause. But let's go to a more subdued topic. I guess let's talk about the TWAB this week. And the TWAB was pretty calm this week. It was just the public beta demo or whatever you want to call it, a Destiny 2 is coming. And we have confirmation of what we will be seeing or doing doing during this time. We got the Homecoming mission. We got Countdown and Control on specific Crucible maps. Inverted Spire Strike. The Dawnblade Arc Shrider and Sentinel subclasses will be available. And for one hour on Sunday, July 23rd at 10 a.m. Pacific, the farm will be open for you to view. And if you're participating in the beta, you'll get a Destiny Two beta emblem. So Ooh. I'm excited for this um, demo. I'm. I, you guys didn't play the the Destiny Two um, Homecoming mission or anything yet, right? I, I know that they no. didn't have it at. at the nah, they
2: Homecoming. didn't. They didn't have any D2 uh, exclusive stuff there.
1: Like Dejan oh, Cosmo, and them were all wearing their D2 stuff when we talked with them. But um, right. other than that, it. You know, people wearing Destiny Two gear, but that was it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of hoping that they would have like maybe a couple booths available for like maybe a few hours. I, I think the main reason that they did they did I can't speak that they didn't do it was because they didn't want to um, overshadow the event because that's a pretty big thing, and right. that would have just stolen everybody. From any, any any location, that just would have—I don't know. Like, I, I, on one hand, I wanted them to show, you know, show the game out. On the other hand, I understand. But hopefully, next year they'll have, you know, what is it, private, um, private matches, so that you can do Destiny Two at Guardian Con. Oh yeah, That'll they had fine. that.
2: They had that. They had some booths with Scuf and stuff like that, so you could play with a Scuf controller and this that. But I'm sure next year it'll be um, D2 stuff. That would be nice.
0: Yeah, massive shout out to Scuff 2 for uh, getting um, Jordan co-host on the show. By the way, I hope you're recovering. I hope you're doing well, Jordan. Um, he got they got him a Batman PS4 controller and he, or Xbox. I can't remember one of the two. And he's just like, yo, this thing is amazing. Oh yeah, so I've massive seen the shout though. out to them. What's up?
2: I've seen the picture of it on I
0: think it was Twitter. It was amazing. Yeah. That thing is ridiculous. I want to steal it from you. anyway. Um <laughs> then we got Bungie Day, which happened yesterday. Um we're recording on Saturday, the 8th of July. Uh, Bungie put up a whole bunch of really nice-looking wallpapers for download on their um on their website. And on Bungie Day, they mentioned that Bungie is planning one last multimedia hurrah before Destiny 2, which will be unveiled at PAX West. And I think that what they're going to be doing is they're going to be doing another um, retrospective video. So mm. keep an eye out for that. Um, hopefully they'll put you in the retrospective video because, especially you guys, because you guys did the uh, the one challenge a, a couple oh, a couple months ago, right? The- right. The uh, the uh,
2: kill the Templar with the minions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we get that little highlight, that would be awesome. <laughs>
0: Oh man, I'll never I'll never forget seeing the Bellagio effect of all these Minotaurs shooting Dude, it was <laughs> great. It
2: was so funny. Because like, we would just stop and you could like literally sit down and just watch the um the Minotaurs just put in work. And it was hilarious because they would they would stop. They would like turn back evil and you just walk up to them, punch them again, like get back to work. And they would they would turn around and just start blasting them again. It was hilarious. Oh man.
0: All right. So, and one thing I I forgot to mention was that uh, Cosmo is giving out beta codes. So, you haven't pre-ordered Destiny 2 yet. Make sure you go check out their Twitter every so often because they'll be dumping out beta codes. And I know Fireteam Chat did so as well. Um, Thankfully, I'm pretty sure everybody on this show right now Mm -hmm. doesn't have to worry about that because they already pre-ordered. In my case, I pre-purchased the entire collector's edition. Oh, I can't believe I did that. This is the first time I've ever done this for this game, really. Bought I, I, for any game, I should say, like pre-purchased the entire collector's edition. So I got the bag, the Hawthorne bag coming, the game, all the Cabal's extra stuff. I'm like, oh my god, where am I going to put this? I, I like, I, like after I bought it, I, like I've, I've I've got in my car, had a smile on the face. I'm looking at at Cade, and then I'm like, my smile turned into like. A concerned, like stoic face, and I'm like, "Cernicus, <laughs> <laughs> where am I gonna put this crap? Like that? that I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll uh, he- just <laughs> give it away on the show. We'll find out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, beyond that, let's go and go ahead and talk about the IGN informative uh, IV bag, as I call it, because they've been drip feeding us information all this right. week. And I'm really excited for, to talk about some of this stuff. First thing is Luke Smith talked about the decision to make an actual sequel. Bungie team had two decisions to make, whether they, they wanted to make Taken King style expansions mm-hmm. or create a new experience. Um, I know people were trying to they, they really wanted kind of the, the Taken King style expansion with an update to the graphics because they wanted to be able to go to the old stuff with the new weapons and, and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they they specifically wanted to make a brand new experience with storytelling that would have you know the lore in the game rather than remake and and fix up an old system. So what what do you guys think about that? Like what is what are your thoughts on them choosing to go the full sequel route? I should. Say? I'll go chicken.
1: I feel like that's the best route. I mean, due to the limitations on the console, the consoles we have now. Um, I feel like it, we could have encountered a lot more problems, tech, like the technical aspect. I mean, I'm I'm not like a programmer or anything, but I'm pretty sure you would experience maybe some issues with that. So starting from that ground up, you almost have to when you take that grassroots ground up approach, um, you just have to just move on with it. You know what I mean? Like you just, it's almost better just to do everything new because then you know it's just I think
2: I think with the whole like as Destiny 1 has grown I think they wanted to take everything they've learned and finally put it into a product without having to expand like make an expansion and then re kind of like slowly redo things because you know over time you saw how things kind of crumbled on themselves a little bit in certain aspects so I think with the new system and everything that they're doing it's going to be a little bit better for the player and um, stuff like that. I, you know, I agree with it. And, you know, they that's what they do. So, mm-hmm. if they feel like that's the best option, then, you know, I'll agree with that because I don't do what they do. You know what I mean? So, I, I have faith in them. I trust them.
0: Yeah. I mean, after Destiny 1, a- after seeing where Destiny 1 started and ended, like the growth throughout those three years, mm-hmm. it's hard to like say, you know what? You don't know what you're doing. Like right. I, I see actual progression. Even though they had limitations with the game engine, which we've all read about. Right. We can see progress and we can see that the game right. is getting to a place where we can really like sink our teeth into this and really feel that it's it's evolved. So I I'm I'm really excited to see how this game plays out in the future. I I'm I'm again I I, I despite all my concerns for Destiny Two, I'm massively excited to play this game and i'm Mm -hmm. i know i'm just going to spend hours on on this many on this demo whatever you want to call it
2: i can't wait yeah
0: i mean when you go i mean one of the things that really excited me is when you go into like let's say a planet or location whatever if if it's a moon or whatever um you pull up your director and you see all these different missions it reminds me of like when you're 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 doing um or you're playing um horizon zero dawn Mm-hmm. And you see like all the different, you know, things that pop up, like the long ne- or the tall necks. And then mm-hmm. you got a cauldron over here and then you got the hunting grounds and you got you got a town. Well, it's kind of like that where you're like, you see a mission over here, lost sector over here or something like I'm excited to like go see. And and the thing that really like, like stuck out to me was seeing and I know that they already mentioned it is seeing the public event on there. Right, and like going to the public event, and like you, you, when you see it on the map, that's going to have a lot more people excited to, or or knowledgeable about going to these places rather than pulling up like events dot com to to pull up a public event. I'm I'm hoping that this leads to more people participating in part public events. Like right. that is something that's always been exciting to me.
2: I'm eager to see what they've changed about them, if they made them harder to the point where, because, you know, I'm sure everybody has talked about this, that like like a world boss, not necessarily a world boss situation, but like, you know, a little bit harder than just holding down a point against weaker enemies, you know what I mean? Like one of the hardest public events there is to do is the one where it's in the Skywatch, I believe it is. Where, like, Urzak comes down and and it gets really heavy, and there's like a ground war, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, that see, like, it's not that difficult, but like, to the point where you're like, oh my God, I need to be on my game just a little bit. Like, they need more of that kind of challenge in terms of public events because they started giving out decent loot for those towards the end, like a couple right. marks and some legendaries. Like, you got to make us work for that, I think.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, Luke Smith called them silent. Um, I forget what they're called now. Silent. Uh, it was something silent um, where the enemies move against each other because it mm-hmm. wasn't really a public event, so to say. It right. was just it, it, it took the place of a public event. But for you mentioned Skywatch. One of the craziest things would be during House of Wolves or Taken King. When you had the silent meetup, whatever it is, the the enemies move against each other, mm-hmm. and then the wolves are prowling, or right. in like when the Taken mm-hmm. would come out, like those things used to get absolutely nuts. It was hilarious. Right. I had so much fun. I think the the least favorite of my public events was when it was that like a specific target kill a target. Yeah, it was okay. just like it's just a regular captain, and, and he's just he just has more life. It's not fun, right? Right. Uh, like I want to see more different public events. Even like, like you mentioned, uh, giant bosses. Like when I when I think of the giant bosses, going back and using the example of um, Breath of the Wild, like I'm picturing like a, a Stalnox or like mm-hmm. a um, what are they called? The the I can't oh, think of names. I'm not good with names. This, <laughs> the, the Centaur. I'm gonna get killed later on for not remembering the name. <laughs> Uh, The Lionel, there we go. Like a Lionel pops up and you have to like, like the entire group has to work and there's like a specific mechanic to take this thing down. Like I would love to see something like that in Destiny with regards to public events. And then other, just other public events that don't, may not involve combat, like may have have you involving, uh, putting together a puzzle with whatever people are around you. Right.
2: Yeah. I would love to see all that. Ubi, I'm just excited to see the beta because they're saying there's a lot of nooks and crannies that get nice little flary stuff. So, I'm pretty, I'm I'm good at exploring that stuff. So, I'm like, I can't wait. Mm. Like the when the Dreadnought dropped, they're like, it's a massive space. And like I memorized it in like an afternoon and I'm like, I thought this was massive. I was like really right. disappointed. So, I really hope when they say it's a large space, it really is a very large space. Like that's what I liked about Horizon was it was a massive space and you're just like oh i can go over here oh my gosh there's something right here you know it's it just i want to see that please
0: mm-hmm. it it just stinks that horizon came out like mm-hmm. with zelda right there and zelda introduced like climbing anything and climbing in right. horizon is just a pain in the- right uh, mm-hmm. i still love the game don't get me wrong it's just uh anyway um, the biggest Controversial thing, I think that popped up for everybody or for a lot of people, I should say Was when Luke Smith was talking about the golf bag mentality For loadouts in some of the more difficult game modes in destiny mm-hmm. um, A lot of people are assuming um Nightfalls and Raids possibly like heroic versions of raids So you basically need to come prepared as once, once you can get into these activities You won't be able to make any changes Oh,
2: the loadout lock. Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. what do you I think
1: that I
2: think that adds an element of difficulty for sure. But Mm -hmm. let's let's be real here. How many times do you change your loadout? Like maybe between sequences, you have a loadout per sequence. If it's locked between the whole raid, then you know we might make some minor adjustments. I mean, I don't really change things up that crazy unless it's like, oh, well, let let me use a sleeper here. Oh, I need you know crowd control right now. But it's not really you know, you find what works and there's a way destiny works. You find what works for you and you usually roll with that. Now, I don't know what destiny two is going to be like and how the changes and all that stuff. But I mean, I, I, I'd be interested to see how it works. Cause maybe it might be sequence based and other people were saying yesterday, it might just be when you're alive and you can't change until you die.
0: You <laughs> I know? Mean,
1: I mean, it makes you work together better as a team, which right. I like. Mm-hmm. Um, cause think about it. If you're a sniper class, you, you know, and then you have a tank class and then you have, you know, it makes yeah, you coordinate better besides just supers. Cause right, right now you really can, I mean, you, you grab your three weapons for each slot essentially for each activity. So you have, you know, your long range, if you're going to play that way, you have your, you know, if you need a shotgun, blah, blah, blah. Now it's just going to be, you know, we need All our kinds. tanks to go up and get get that. You know what I mean? Yeah, tanks go
2: up and shotgun this guy. And then, you know, snipers are back here taking right. out these guys. Yeah. It makes more role-based. Role and we don't know what the raids are going to look like either. So, you know, with, with the whole, like, DPS thing changing with power weapons and, like, mm-hmm. this lock, like, DPS is actually going to be, like, an art form. Like, it, it is an art form now. Like, oh, we pop weapons in such a way and do this and the other thing so fast. But it's like... It's going to have to be, you know, okay, we got to use these abilities together and, you know, support with this. And since there's no – like, there is a bubble, but there's not like, you know, just that. You can move with it like the shield. So, like, you don't know if we're going to have to get behind it and use that as cover, you know. Kind of – so it's going to change, and I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to see what they mean by this golf bag mentality, whether it's just, for example, when you're in a darkness zone, you can't change out your weapons – or oh, if it's yeah. throughout the entire raid, or or if it's f- just for a nightfall, like a modifier, um, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. interested to see it because I could also see this applying to um, subclasses. Like let's say you chose to be a defender. I'm not a defender. A, a sentinel. You can't change for the rest of this activity. Or you, let's say you went in as a um, striker. You're you're a striker for the rest of the activity. I'm I'm I'm. Curious to see exactly what this means because a lot of people are kind of worried because they feel like this is an artificial difficulty, Mm -hmm. and I I I see it as more as and just based on what I'm hearing, I see it more as Bungee like wanting you to really think about what you're doing or what you're what you're bringing to this raid, Mm -hmm. and work with your team to get the ultimate combination um of guardians put together so that you can you know complete this challenge like that's what i, I think that this game destiny 2 is going to the biggest thing that we're going to take from it is it's all about working with your team even more so than you did before mm-hmm. not just oh we need a defender titan oh i'll go ahead and switch and then i got a defender titan boom like it it, it there was always a disconnect there it felt weird that uh all you needed was just one defender titan then then boom rather right. than planning something out like before you go into the raid like you're already in the raid oh shoot i forgot to bring a defender titan let me go ahead and switch. Oh, let me just switch yeah yeah i mean
2: they, it was uh, that that little um thing i feel only existed in the first like raid couple raid runs that you do trying to figure out a brand new raid you know what mm. i'm saying like that whole like, oh, I, you know, we'll probably need this for this and this and, that and the other thing. Like, oh, so make sure you bring in this and da 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 And then after you figure it out, you're like, like it turns into what you said. Like, oh, just let me let me go ahead and switch or oh, we can make it work or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just like, there's no, like you said, disconnect. There's a disconnect between like the value of the subclass or the value of roles.
0: Because mm-hmm.
2: like, I mean, Crota, you could just be like, just hit them with galleys, I'll sort them. You know, right. it's like, come on, dude. Like, there's like two roles. That's not that fun.
0: Yeah. Right. So the, the other big thing that came from the IGN uh, leak that they or leaks that they've been doing was the farm social space, which is the first social space that you're going to be going to when you're kicked out of the city by the cabal. Kicked by the cabals. Ah, ah. Anyway. Kicked in the cabals. Uh, <laughs> As you go through Destiny <laughs> 2, the population of the farm will increase and change. And there will be events that pop up when that can be viewed in the farm. And in the distance will be a shard in the European dead zone. um, And that plays in that region's story. And I saw that shard. I was like, what is that? Right. And uh, because at first I was like, is that a shard of the traveler? Like, what is going on? That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. Cause I'm looking at it as like is is that the traveler? But then I saw electricity, so I'm not sure if it is or or who it is. Like like I, I items like that like that interests me. Like seeing big, huge set pieces that that we know that are going to be involved in the story. Like for example, I keep going back to this uh, this this example: the one Crucible map on not in the European Dead Zone, not Widow's Court. Um the other one.
2: Oh yeah. That With you the see bus. I'm With sorry. The bus in the middle. It has like the yeah. bus on the one middle yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You see the the three catches in the sky like we're 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 over here practicing technically in PVP while there's a war going around all around you. And mm-hmm. I'm just like why are we here? Like why are there all these 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 catches like things like that? interests me like I want I want to see more events like that and I'm so far in all these images like there's big huge like items that that pop out like, kind of like the the Vex structure on Venus
2: yeah yeah I think I I hope they connect that stuff and I just want to say about the social space you know I'm just so glad that they they finally put me and Ralph in the game so like when you go <laughs> into the social space. Make sure you find Ralph and me. We'll be hanging out with the two little chickens in there. (laughs) And uh, there may or may not be a surprise for something you do with the chickens and it better not be like teabagging
0: them. So, Oh, my God. appreciate that. Watch there be a a trophy that you have to like bring the chicken to a specific location. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then I think the most important thing to talk about with regards to the farm, it's an absolutely essential part of this game. Soccer is in the farm with scoring and yes. pyro. Yeah. Yes. Here's the one thing I want to know, because I know that there's gonna be that one guy, that one like you'll have a three on three grouping, and they'll be like doing their soccer thing, and all of a sudden another guy decides to show up and kick the ball out of bounds and like completely mess up the game. Oh. Yeah. Now see. This this needs to be controlled, Bungie. This needs to be controlled. People, people's lives are at stake. I'm
2: I'm wondering if it's going to be like FIFA where like you slide and you just actually take people out. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be a bot refereeing too. Like he's going to be in like black and white stripes like painted on his armor. That would be hilarious. If I ever we're, saw the bot- We're all soccer fans, so we, we really appreciate this a right. lot. Yeah, If know. I ever
0: saw a bot pull out a card, I'm done. I'd have to- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: Don't forget to watch the Confederations Cup today. Oh, yeah. USA versus Panama. Panama. Panama.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so another cool thing which uh, about the social space is there's going to be 26 different people in that social space, which is significantly more right. than our Reef and Iron Temple. I think the Reef and the Iron Temple can only do nine, and then mm-hmm. the Tower does 16. So basically,
2: the almost double
0: the size. What's up? Oh, they, yeah. mm-hmm. Almost double the size of the tower at the
1: uh, amount of people. Didn't they say mm-hmm. that well, they're going to be changing the amount of bots and people in there at different times? So it's going to be like different every time. So you can, or by weeks or months. So sometimes you log in, there could be more people, mm-hmm. like random people there. Um, sometimes it will be cleared out. Sometimes NPCs will be there, sometimes NPCs will not. I like that, that interactive space rather than just like the same thing you see every
0: time. Absolutely, yeah. I think that was the biggest gripe people had with the tower was you go to the tower, nothing really changes, not even the inventory. And it wasn't until Age of Triumph that the the vendors had rotating inventory, like Mm -hmm. the perks, the stats, all that stuff. So, uh, I want
2: to see more vendors for
0: like cosmetic.
2: That's that's my thing like. Mm-hmm. We talked about it on Respeed Radio. We had like pitch a festival mm-hmm. um a couple weeks back and I was like I want to see a flea market. Like I want to be able to gather like materials and trade them for like shaders and ships and stuff. Like I really hope like something like that is in that in the farm cuz you know how they're like in they showed in the reveal thing where, like, they're rebuilding ships. So, like, does that mean custom ships? Does that mean, you know what I mean? I can, you know, help or purchase one and they build it for me? Like, that would be a really cool thing. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yeah, um. I mean, for me, it was always weird in that in Destiny 1, you got all these materials, spin metal, relic iron, obviously to upgrade your weapons, but you couldn't use those to, let's say, build a weapon, build an mm-hmm. armor piece. Build your own um, ship or or like sparrow, like actual construction of these items, and I, I I'm hoping that in this game, like crafting. there's a little bit of that, so that you can build your own creation. Mm-hmm.
1: We all we all know that Division had its problems, right? The two mm-hmm. things that I think would do really well, and well, the one thing I think that I want to see, um, that I loved in Division was the was the crafting type stuff like I could grind for materials come back craft a get like a weapon blueprint and just craft it and keep Mm. crafting till I get the stats I want
2: well I mean with the set with the locked roles that they talked about I think crafting would be successful in destiny because you don't have to recraft it and recraft you they can make it to where it's almost like a quest where you gather the materials and then you craft it you know what I mean and you get just that whatever their designated role is that they've put in the game so I mean I think it could be successful because it would just give you little side things. Oh, I want this weapon, and the only way to get this weapon is to find the materials and craft it. You know,
0: right? So,
1: I I, I mean, really think. Sorry, sorry. I I really think they should take the emphasis down on vendor roll weapons. I I just I feel like when they made those like super powerful, not super powerful. Oh yeah, like when you can get a palindrome right.
2: That's and, the best role.
1: You know, that's the best role from a vendor. Like, why grind for other, you know, weapons? I mean, mm-hmm. when there's... So, I, I just... I feel like going well, back to that... We all know that... that year that-
2: one RNG. Yeah, year one RNG is r- ridiculous. Yeah, um, I mean, sorry to cut you off, but, like, you, we all know that their legendaries felt exotic. That's the only point I was trying to make. I'm sorry for cutting you off. So, we've talked about this in le- at length, and it, it's like... When, like you said, Honus, when I can just go up there and buy basically an exotic hand cannon that's a legendary, mm. and that's all that's being used in sweats and and trials, like yeah, that's the gun. And I, I do like what you're saying. You know, maybe maybe the vendor weapon should be not even a midway point, just a starting point, and then from there you can
1: craft through that same vendor for higher roll stuff. Right. 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 You you have the power to upgrade your weapons to make them stronger, but they should be weak, and like right. like raid drops and nightfall drop weapons should have like that specialness, that power behind it, because you like, if I get the same drop, it, I'm trying to think what kind of drop I would get normally, I usually just get modes of light from a nightfall, but like, <laughs> just say I get a Zero Dawn Dilemma or whatever, right, the right. auto rifle? Mm-hmm right just say i get that but it's also selling at the vendor the vendor one should be noticeably weaker than my one i get at the nightfall like right. that should have special stuff that you can only get from the nightfall that makes it a little more strong you know a little stronger that's that's all i'm saying it makes it feel a little like it makes the activities feel worth it worth it yeah because when i when i grind a nightfall and get the same vendor weapon i could get like that's frustrating Mm -hmm. that's 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 just more modes of Mm -hmm. light which you
0: know (laughs) yeah i mean for for me like i agree with you guys i i think that the nightfall the thing that was that that was missing from nightfall rewards and and i know that they changed it in destiny one so that the um the elemental primaries dropped um as exotics but i personally would have made it so that you do the nightfalls you have a chance of getting a legendary, let, let's say the cryptic dragon, or I know that's a crucible weapon, but let's just go with the cryptic dragon for this example. You, 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 if you were to do normal activities, you could have a cryptic dragon that drops. Um, but if you do the nightfall, you have an elemental version of the cryptic dragon that drops.
1: Right. Yep. Right.
0: Like, like th- that's, exactly. that's how you would get those elemental prime. And I'm just using destiny one as a, an example. In mm-hmm. Destiny 2, because we already know that the energy weapons are going to be your elementals that um, it's it, it really it, it's hard to really kind of think about how drops are going to work in Destiny in Destiny 2. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. in Destiny 1, we're so used to all your primaries, like all your scout rifles and everything being tier one, tier two being your shotguns and snipers and fusions, and then tier three being everything else. But, like, now, like, everything from Tier 1 and Tier 2 are basically the same, just interchangeable. Different. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to really think of, like, what these rewards are going to be like or going to be exactly. Um, I personally uh, am of the mindset of if what, they, what they're saying is true, and I'm not saying that it isn't, but just based on the previous show, we, we haven't really seen sources for this kind of uh, interview with Luke Smith, I should say, with Mashable. Mm-hmm. But if what they said previously were all these guns have locked statistics, like locked perks, like mm-hmm. let's let's just go and use a hand cannon that has rangefinder and luck in the chamber. No matter what, this version of, of this gun will have rangefinder and luck in the chamber. Mm-hmm. And let's say that you were, get, you, you were to get it from Nightfall. A Nightfall version would have a random third perk. And then you can custom fit the gun with different scopes that add different perks to it or different statistics to it. and right, then, more
2: more customizable almost. Right. Because it's end
0: right. game. So that's how I, I see them approaching weapons in Destiny 2, where you have the set perks, and then you can customize it it's like on barrel. Like right. I have more range, but less bullets, or, 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 or fire right. slower, what, whatever the case may be. Like that's how I see them balancing those guns out, where you can customize it, Kind of like the perks that they started using in a TTK where you have more range, but less stability, more reload speed, less, uh, what is it? Impact, whatever the statistics mm-hmm. are. Like, that's how I see them going. Like you have to make decisions now. And and mm-hmm. I see them putting this, not just in the weapons, but in everything they're, that they're doing. That's why they're going with the golf bag mentality. Wow. So I'm really excited to see how weapons the drop system, the the, the the reward system, I should say, works in Destiny 2 because I think it's going to be way different than what we have in Destiny 1 to the point where it's hard to make a comparison between the two because they're so significantly different.
1: And the gunplay is going to be different. Right. So oh. it's it's going to be a shocker to some people. You know, I, I feel like it might turn some people off, you know. Yeah. Um. The other thing is on on the flip side of that golf bag mentality is you need to have enough uh, vault space to be able (laughs) to carry a lot of weapons or weapon attachments. If if that's the case, like if you have Mm -hmm. to, if you have to, uh, if you're locked in, you're going to have to like have a space for all that crap. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to carry it with you, obviously, because you're locked in. Like if your loadouts locked, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to you're going to have to need more, you know, because right right now what we have now is obviously
0: yeah, not enough. I know everybody's waiting to hear about the vaults, like (laughs)
2: the announcement. (laughs) I see it every single week.
0: That and when am I going to get my code for the beta? Like those are the two big things that I, I see every week. Where's my vault? Where's my vault? Where's my beta code? Oh my god! Give it a give it a moment. Let 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 let, let, let us get there. Let us get there. Okay. Um. So another good cool thing I wanted to talk about was they kind of gave more information about these flashpoints and apparently a crucible version of the uh, flashpoint. Uh, the the Flashpoints are a specific destination that will be selected as your main point of interest that you will be rewarded Nightfall tier rewards for completing tasks such as public events, missions, lost sectors, stuff like that. And then the Crucible version, the Call to Arms, will have you do specific Crucible quests. So This is basically an, the next step in the questification of Destiny where you're going to be going and doing things to get... Nightfall level rewards. Um, this is really, really cool for uh, solo players because now they have a like a set path. And the big thing in this game is the milestones, or the quests, quest, I should say, how you track your main goals in Destiny where you see, okay, I need to do this, this, and this, this um, to be able to complete this quest for this week. And then if I complete all this stuff together, like I've completed my flashpoint for the week or something like that like Mm -hmm. i'm really excited to see how these these play out because (laughs) i i want to see stuff beyond just like doing missions or or daily that's
1: that's way more mmo like Mm -hmm. than than how we are now which is i'm happy about because i'm a pve player so Mm -hmm. you know you look me up a pvp i'm i'm a support player that's it so (laughs) for me like yeah i'm cool with with adding more of those elements in to to make me do more quests and things like that group activities but not pvp <laughs> right
0: no it's not it's, just, it's really cool because this is what people have wanted for a long time but i'm also I'm, I'm also gonna i'm saying that with a little bit of a pause because i and not for myself I always look at these things not just for me but for the community and I know that this is going to turn off a lot of people like you mentioned earlier like not th- these are big shocking changes to the game that we know the game uh-huh. the, the game that we know people have grown comfortable with and when mm-hmm. you change things like this like this can this has the potential to, like turn a lot of people off you you're going to bring a lot of people in uh-huh. but there's going to be some people that may fall off saying This is not what I like. Okay.
2: I think, um, you know, like we said, there's going to be the people in PvP that Mm -hmm. are butthurt because they can't just run up and shotgun you. you I'm a sniper in PvP, so I'm a little sad that, you know, I was sad that I lost my special, but I didn't crutch a sniper. I, you know, you talk to anybody that plays with me, I get into positions where you don't think I'm about to snipe, and they might be risky and stupid, but I pull off some pretty retarded stuff, you know, and you're just like, oh my god, there was a quick scope, or oh my god, I can't believe I got that slide snipe. But at the same time, like I didn't use it in the traditional sense where I'm in the back of the map hard scoping. You know, we played a team the other the other day in Iron Banner that did that, and it's mayhem, and you're camping in the back of your spawn and it was the European dead zone one that you talked about with the bus in the middle. I can't remember that name, (laughs) but you know, like they're going to be shocked. And what I've heard and talked to people about with, um, the speed, I said, you know, since, um, skating and stuff like that is out, like the speed will slow down. But they also said that countdown thing was one of the fastest game modes they've ever played. Mm hmm so they're like you know they combat it with that okay yeah our movement speed isn't isn't that fast but we have to you know engage each other you know what i mean on basically bare bones gunplay and it's not like oh, okay i can just you know skate up to you and shoulder charge you kind of stuff it's like hey let me get into a you know let me rush to a position and let's try and engage them before this timer goes out so i mean it's going to change and i think people like you said, are gonna be like, man, eh, Destiny's dead. You know, we're always gonna get those people, eh, Destiny died with Destiny One or something like that. But, you know, it, it I think it's gonna change for the better, personally. But, you know, it it people don't like change, people are comfortable with stuff, like you said. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know.
1: We'll I feel see. like I feel like I just have this suspicion that the introduction of the PC you're going to see with all these changes you're going to see a lot of like players that are on P- are on console now and they're like not happy with the pve changes might move to the pc permanently f- just for the pvp and then that becomes the divide like pc's really for pvp players and you see pve more Because the 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 frames per second doesn't really matter all that much on PvE. I mean Mm. it does, but it doesn't. You know, it's more so for the PvP. So I just Mm -hmm. I just kind of get that feeling that if they're not liking the gameplay that much on the PvE side, they'll go to the competitive side, but that's gonna be PV that's gonna be on the PC because of the unlimited potential based on your system.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I thought about that because you think you gotta think that may, when if it when it comes competitive in like esports, most of those esports are you know keyboard mouse or whatever it may be, you mm-hmm. know Counter Strike and all that. So, um, you know, I'm sad. You know, I you know, open it up to PC, whatever what you want to do, or whatever you want to do. But I'm sad that some of my favorite console players are like, hey, I'm gonna go to PC. I'm like, yeah, you know. Do you really need to, you know, do you need to, you know, uh, cause like we talked about this where Hey, right. We were like, Hey, you know, there's something about having a console and a controller in my hand. Yeah. You can get a controller for the PC, but it's not a console. That's a computer. You know what right. I mean? It's, it, it doesn't bring that old school feel and it doesn't really, to me, I haven't played on a PC yet, but it's not like, it doesn't really feel like I'm gaming if it's not like, you know, console Controller because I played you know Pokemon on an emulator or whatever on my computer and it's just it's still like I just you know it's not for me I guess
0: yeah I mean there's a reason look we all know that we can have a PC um like like the bare bones PC that you can put literally every single Nintendo game Super Nintendo game on there Mm -hmm. but there's just something about the NES Mini holding that controller. Right, like if if it it just feels right. I'm not saying that you can't have a good experience using emulators or or whatever mm-hmm. um, on a PC or, or or playing Destiny 2 on a PC. But for me, like I came up from the background of gaming on console, and I've always had a controller. So for me, controller feels natural. I know for many people they started on PC, and for them, a keyboard and mouse feels natural. So I, mm-hmm. I guess from, from from my perspective, and based on what you're saying from your perspective, like having the controller in your hand, having the game in your console, playing that console, like that's like having that fixed. I don't want to say fixed. That's not what I mean, but like have we'll go with that that term anyway. Having that fixed feeling, that that catered mm-hmm. feeling, experience is is what like. It, it it's what brings the package together, right? Right. So I'm um, I'm gonna be interested to see how the De- Destiny two definitely plays on the PC because I want to know how people experience it, and then comparing that experience to console. Um, I'm i I'm, I'm I'm gonna definitely get it for for PC. Um, I'll just play it. I'll plug in my my USB controller. I'm not that I'm gonna be playing, um, PvP much on that. But I'm right. I, I'm definitely <laughs> excited to know what the experience is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to something you guys mentioned the uh, countdown, like talking about it being the fastest game mode. I'm so excited for that mode because mm-hmm. it is pure objective. Either you kill the people on, yes. uh, on the other side, or yes. you, or you, what is it? Either diffuse or set off the bomb. Like it is All pure right. objective. You're not. It's like okay, you can sit back and and, and not play Rift and just get kills and eventually mm-hmm. win the game after a very very long time or you could do the rift like like on these game modes on that we've had in Destiny 1 like you pretty much had it's like you don't have to do the objective but you can get extra points if you do like this is right. like no you 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 play the objective and it looks You're a gonna lot die. of fun
2: right <laughs> yeah i i was saying you know when i saw that i said man they should make trials like that
0: that it's, should, it's kind of like you know what it, it it it's trials mixed with salvage mixed with
2: um kind of I wouldn't say rift, but kinda of say I'd say salvage trials.
0: Salvage truck.
2: Control, maybe control, because you had to control that area, but it's not like a I guess diffusing, I, I didn't you know, you gotta diffuse, that salvage, but like I the speed of it was great, and I was it was thrilling to watch the mm. people published their gameplay of it Mm -hmm. and i was like man this would be this is trials you know what i mean this is heated you know what i'm saying there's no like
0: if if they did replace the trials mode with with something else and i was just
2: like dude this would be epic and hard and you know the if it's for the the top of the top pvp people you know what I mean? In trials, you know, at the end, you have to cap a point. So it doesn't really get heated until the last 30 seconds of the match mm-hmm. or each round, sorry. And, you know, okay, so you wait like a minute and then you get into the heated stuff. At that time, you're farming super, special ammo, power ammo, whatever it may be at the time. Um, so it's like, you know, but it, in countdown, they went right to it. Once they saw somebody, they engaged. They didn't say, okay, you rap and this. Uh, they were just, they were going for it. And it was. Awesome to watch. And I I forget who I said it to. I was like, yo, Countdown is going to be Trials. I'm not calling it. I'm not going to say, hey, you know, I told you first. But like, I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, that if they did something like that to make it more thrilling and
0: faster. Right. I mean, my theory is that Trials is going to have rotating game modes. Mm -hmm. And I I just, I can definitely see Elimination being part of Trials, but I can just as easily see Countdown. and there's a reason why that was the first game mode that they showed off because they could have easily right. shown off control their version of control or even clap. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do that. They showed countdown they right at the, at the, at the, at the premier event. And I know it's about showing new things, but that's, that's a huge, that's a completely new style of gameplay. And, and I could easily see them putting that as the trials mode, like you mentioned. It mm-hmm. would be good. Yeah. So, there's a lot of stuff going on. Make sure that you guys stay tuned on IGN because throughout the week, um, this Monday, the 10th of July, they're going to be talking about PvP. So, there's a chance for a new game mode to be shown out. July 11th, they'll be talking about story. July 12th will be the Sentinel Titan expose. July 13th will be another PvP reveal. And July 14th, they'll be talking about sound. So with that, I think we've reached a good point. Was there anything you guys wanted to pop up uh, before uh, we wrap this guy up? I'm just counting
2: the days to the beta. I mean, they, I'm I'm glad the IGN was able to plan this whole little lead-up thing, just, just kind of boosting the hype a little bit more. Um, but I'm ready to get my hands on that thing for sure.
1: Yeah, me too. I just, I'm excited. I'm just kind of <laughs> keeping my head down. Hoping that it's every day is closer, and I wake up one day and it's like, Oh, the de- beta's here. Yay.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Very, very soon. It's like
1: Christmas. Yeah, like I don't want to, like, you know, like the kids in the back of the car on a road trip. Like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> right. But that's how I feel. Like, are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come on. And this stage of in orbit is cleared. So we want to thank you for listening to In Orbit. We're available on a ton of platforms, so make sure that you guys are spreading the word. The best way to do that is to share In Orbit with others. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Downcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Podcasts, YouTube, and we have an RSS feed. Links for each are available right on the Mashows Buttons website at www.mashshowsbuttons.com. Make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's happening this week on MASH Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows available here on the MASH Buttons network at www.mashshowsbuttons.com shows to see all of our podcasts. For any questions regarding scheduling, check mashshowsbuttons.com schedule for scheduling details. You can check us out on twitter.com mtbsite. Twitter.com slash in orbit Facebook.com slash mash those buttons, YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. And Honus, where can people find you at?
1: You can find me on Facebook at, at Honus five. Um, I'm very active in the Fireteam chat podcast, uh, you know, group Facebook, group. Facebook group and some other ones. Uh, you also can find me week, Weekdays on uh, Wednesday at 8.15 Eastern Time PM um, on Rasputin Radio Podcast every week. Um, fun times. You can find me there. Cool.
0: And Chris, where can people find you at?
1: You can find me on, uh, Twitch,
2: Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, uh, under chicken fingers, C-H-I-K-I-N-F-I-N-G-A-Z. And also on Wednesdays at Rasputin Radio podcast, 8, 15 PM Eastern. We have a lot of fun. We have a different take on destiny. Uh, and it's, it's just almost like, Hey, grab a beer and let's hang out. So hope to see you guys there.
0: Yeah. It's an awesome podcast. Make sure you guys check it out. Um, My co-host, Jordan, was actually on that show recently, so make sure you guys check out that episode. The Rasputin Radio In Orbit mashup continues. Oh, yes, yes. Yes.
2: And as always, you
0: can find me on all the different social network sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two, N-R-G. Make sure to contact us with any questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at twitter.com slash inorbitpodcast. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls. Points and directs. Shapes and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate, What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jared, and myself, and this week's guests, Honus and Chicken Fingers, we thank you for listening to our show, and as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls.